But it's yeah, it seems like the way that they're the like the physiology of their leg, uh, and also like the speed that they're going and the, the you know and there's just like very uh, seems like a very um, there's a lot of uh, muscle that the humans have that the, that the horses don't around those muscle or around those bones, um, which helps you know the human breaks um, to be easier to repair. And then in the horses, they just they just. Well, no, Joe. I'm, I, once they break the leg, I'm taking the leg off. I'm just I'm, I'm adding a prosthetic leg. Like I don't. I, I mean, the thing is, is, I'm not suggesting that that they're going to continue to race for the the triple crown, right? Like I just want them to have a nice life eating grass. Can I get them a freaking peg leg? Well, if we did that, would would we then start a second? Like, uh, would we have the special Kentucky yeah. Down? Yes, Kentucky for down. sure was, we should. Yeah. Yes, this is a great idea. Well, then you've got the three-leggers versus the two-leggers. Yeah. And, you know. yeah. The ones when with wheels stop? on the back. You some know, horse blades going. That's right. Yes. Horse blades. I would, I would watch that. Horse Special Olympics, I'm super in. All right. Ooh. On go. Three, two, one, go! Can we do another sync? My sure. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. My audacity is being weird. Well, and also Let's Joey just, was look. yawning during the last sync, so. Uh, yeah, this time with some verve, buddy. <laughs> Let's just. You know what? Uh. If your audacity's having problems, we'll just put it down. I don't care. <laughs> Could we fix it with a software update? Probably. Maybe. But who cares? Who needs the added expense? Yeah. Who who has time for that free software update? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Y'all don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Wee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbelievable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi weekly Pacers podcast. Today is May 7th. 2023 and this is episode 649 coming to you from indianapolis indiana i'm your host joey gafrida the man behind the dials and season ticket holder i was this show we're going to discuss the nba playoffs and if we have time we'll get you an undegoogable and definitely stat of the week we got that for sure joining me this show are all three of our analysts coast to coast like butter toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatable? It's good to see everybody. Been a while. Uh, good to have the band back together. 
Shout out to uh, uh, Josh Clark and Charles W. Chuck Bryant uh, from Stuff You Should Know fame. Mm. Uh, went to go catch a live podcast nice. uh, of them this week. It was very entertaining. Uh, just cool guys. So if you, if listeners haven't checked out uh, Stuff You Should Know, uh, Colson introduced me to them, and I've been a loyal listener for many, many years. Now. So it was very fun. Yeah, those guys are great. From Asheville, North Carolina, in our he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out this week to uh, the potential of horse prosthetic prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Shout out this week to the horse prosthetics. Did you think that was better? <laughs> Which time's the charm? Sure. Uh, <laughs> shout out this week to uh, horse prosthetics. <laughs> Great. Shout out. And from Boise, Idaho, it's our, out west. It's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Shouting out. Uh, Spring. We had spring for like three days. It's gone now. Don't worry. Yeah. I assume it will come back at some point, but it was nice. Nice. Very nice. Nice while it lasted. Nice to get outside, you know, in the nice weather and euthanize a horse. So Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plenty of it needs to get done. Before we start the show, would like to remind listeners that they can support us the longest-running Pacers podcast by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables. And you can support our show for as little as a dollar per month. And I was, I know, I was, uh, you know, basically all this uh, horse talk before was really trying to get uh, people to loosen up their wallets. And I think I, you know, I think I found the right uh, tone. Yeah. Uh, so you, if you're in that giving mood now, you can uh, support us over at patreon.com slash undebeatables. And support some Colson's personal uh, journey to uh, saving all, saving all the horses. Won't somebody think of the horses? All right, guys. Well, we got everybody here. I'm excited, uh, Jason. You know, I think you made some you made some uh, wild predictions in the past. I made some wild predictions in the past. Um, hmm. but the playoffs have progressed another week since we last spoke uh, I want to run down all of the all of the matchups here so starting in the Eastern Conference Miami and New York as of uh, recording on Sunday May 7th the series stands two games to one uh, Colson I know you've been uh, getting a good look at a lot of these games so you know what are you seeing out of uh, the what are you seeing out of the this one basically uh, Miami's got New York it's, it's this thing's done um, they stole a game in New York uh, they're the eighth seed I, I know uh, but New York you know did what they were supposed to do after losing game one they game you know it, it, at home they won game two but then Miami won game three I think this thing's a wrap I think it's done in five or six I don't remember what my original prediction was but uh, I I don't think New York has enough I think this thing's done it's defensive you know um, it's it's messy, it's sloppy. Um, I just think Miami's on a mission right now. 
for the record, both you and Jason had six. Okay. Nice. The uh, I mean, this is the story of uh, you know, the characters involved in this, right? This is a Jimmy Butler, the continuing Jimmy Butler uh, drama that we're seeing, right? Like he was magnificent in game one, but then rolled an ankle, missed game two, got some amazing trash talk with the uh, the uh, MSG crowd. Uh, and then came back in game three and just murdered people again. So, I mean, he's, you know, yeah, built for this, right? So I, I see him going into New York in game five and just, uh, putting, putting the, uh, the Knicks in their proverbial, uh, ankle turn to a thoroughbred, uh, move. And then just putting them down. You think it's done at five now then? I have no idea. Yeah, sure. Okay, why not? Harper, what do you think? You think uh, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart can can pull this out? Um, I, I, I picked him in five, so I hope not. I, I need some yeah. points. I'm trying to figure out where NBA.com found this picture of Jimmy Butler-like. Shoulder-length dreadlocks. Uh, I think I've heard some of these guys... Um... They they know when their their pictures are being taken, and they know that they're not going to be changed the whole year, so they have a little fun with them. Nice. And I think this may be one of those cases because <laughs> I've not seen him look like that at any point. No, yeah. neither have I. Look at that sweet off season look. He's in, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's in eating baby mode right now. Yeah. Do you guys? Where do you guys stand on Jimmy Butler? Are we pro Jimmy Butler? Or are we? Still anti Jimmy, but I mean, we I used to not like him because he was the, uh, the the thorn in the side, the bane of uh, Paul George when when both of them were sort of coming up in the league. But then, of course, now I hate Paul George. So, does that mean that I like Jimmy Butler? Mm, I don't know. That's an excellent question. I can't decide. I kind of do, but I, he's also an a hole. So, <laughs> yeah, kind of don't. The- Part that gets me i mean great story right he was never supposed to be this player right and he really just grew into it kept expanding his game worked really hard works really hard on the court a lot of stuff to like i also like. have a i have a, a soft spot in my heart for players that excel in the in the playoffs you know i mean sure. this was yeah. this was the story of reggie miller right he's just a, a great consistent player that you know played every year for 18 years but he made his name in the playoffs and i think jimmy butler you know does yeoman work during the season does his whatever 20 and five and five and then you know he gets the playoffs and does this spectacular stuff i i respect that i i I like players that can rise to the uh, occasion uh, Mm -hmm. which is the opposite of um you know playoff p which is why they were wonderful foils right fair enough so yeah, I don't like him, but I kind of respect him. Yeah, I enjoy watching him. I yeah. guess play basketball. Yeah, yeah, he's had a hell of a hell of a run this year. Uh, Julius Randle, to his credit, uh, came back after game one and played a really good game two. Um, I, I just didn't really expect to see much from him. I don't know why I disrespect that dude so much, but. Um, I don't think he can win this series, but I just want to give him a shout out for game two. Kudos, Julius Randle. The reasons you don't respect him are 
quite clear. I think. <laughs> okay. Cause he's inconsistent and clearly not a leader of men. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Cool. All right. The second matchup in the semifinals is the, let's see. Philadelphia is the number three seed versus Boston. The number two seed. They are uh, tied up to each. Both teams stole a game uh, on the road. So the playoffs, uh, what is it? The series doesn't start until the uh, you know away team wins, and then it started and then restarted. I guess so. Back. <laughs> it's a three game series now, uh, with uh, Boston having you know the home court advantage on that one. Harper, do you think this uh, either team d- deserves to be in the lead here, or is is two two a fair result? I don't know if I'd call it a fair result. It definitely is the result. I'm surprised how competitive this series has been on some level. Um, James Harden is uh, his name is all over the stat sheet. What's up with that? My lord, what did he score? Like 42 today or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, at times he even pretended to play defense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their win in game one shocked me. They got absolutely you know manhandled mm-hmm. in game two. Um. And really got handled in game three, too. But then, you know, Boston goes and lets their guard down, and it's 2-2 all of a sudden in a three-game series. I just I'm, – I'm surprised how competitive Philly has been. I'm shocked. Yeah, no, I think I think uh, Harden listens to the pot. I mean, he just – he got angry after I dismissed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went out and scored 45 in game one. Um, dragged an embedless team to a victory in Boston. Changed the series immediately, right? Um, this game four is a different thing. I mean, the Celtics righted the ship by winning games two and three. Um, this game four loss is a different beast. Right. Yeah. I mean, so game three, I thought was similar in the sense that it was a close matchup, but Boston was able to make plays down the stretch and mostly it was Jason Tatum making tough shots. Um, and I mean, Boston forced this game three into overtime or game four into overtime, yeah, right? After a and big so, deficit. Yeah, so this could easily be, um, you know, a, a different conversation. I think Boston's still the better team here. Um, but, you know, it's always dangerous and, and I guess not unexpected from this Boston team to let other teams hang around. You know what I mean? Like, they, they don't exactly have the... Uh, uh, I don't know the ma- the maturity or seasoning, I guess, of a, a veteran playoff team or whatever to sort of put teams away quickly, early and quickly, right? Like I think they uh, let people hang around, but yeah, dangerous game to play with the MVP on the other side of the ball. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like you know, Philly was up in this game going into the fourth and. Uh, Boston just put the defensive clamps down, and it was it was a beautiful game to watch defensively. If you care about that stuff, I mean, they just went after. Him. I mean, Al Horford just completely owned Embiid down the stretch. Um, uh, Jason Tatum was everywhere off the ball. Like these guys were doing everything they could, and they they were winning this game. I I thought there were some. Shaky calls down the stretch, probably both ways, but there were a couple particular ones, including a a flail by Embiid that was not a foul, and he hit the shot and got you know and won. Um, there there was some some ghost calls here and there. 
I, I thought this game probably should have been won this, by the Celtics because they were playing better down the stretch. And uh, they had some a few tough breaks. Did they bring it the whole game? No, but I was just very impressed by their defensive intensity and by particular uh, Horford down the stretch. Well, if they'd have shown any of that intensity in the first half, they wouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. That is with. true. That is true. But, I, but I, man... You do got to wonder if you're a Boston can. fan, you know, if, if Brad had been on the sidelines, he absolutely would have called a timeout with, you know, whatever, 10 seconds left and Boston having the ball uh, and drawn up a play, both in regulation and in overtime. You know he mm-hmm. would have drawn up a play and got his his team buckets. In yeah. both situations, Shomazula takes a pass. I understand wanting to let guys play, but, you know, he, he goes out of his way to save two timeouts for the end of the game. What is the point of that? If you're not right. gonna then use them, mm-hmm. very confusing. Yeah, you can't put them in the bank and like, uh, yeah, get interest on those. Yeah, he's, you don't. Did anyone t- two more next? Did anyone tell Coach Bud that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely Coach Bud did that. Uh, I should probably I mention, mention on the show that. Yeah, he, I was gonna say we should yeah. probably mention Coach Bud no more. Oh yeah, he uh, he got fired. he gone he gone. Where do you get any any early uh, early returns on where where Coach Bud ends up? Who needs a coach these days? ESPN? I don't know. They could yeah. use a coach. I mean, he'll end up somewhere. That's yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and I mean, really, this was like kind of three years in the coming at some level, right? Like, I feel like he, deservedly so, like extended his life in Milwaukee the year that they won the title. Yeah. But he was on the hot seat up until the finals, right? Like it's right. down. Oh, mm-hmm. they're like, if you finals. don't win the finals, yeah, yeah. you're getting fired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and then this, I mean, it's kind of a tough break, right? Like the, that Miami Milwaukee series was just a tough matchup in some ways. Like I, I thought that they caught an unlucky break with, and it's a Kumpo going down and Jimmy Butler just went to another like stratosphere basically. Despite the fact that when Antetokounmpo came back, he's like triple doubling and doing all of the amazing things, but it still wasn't enough to to pull his team to victory. So, um, and so at that level, maybe it is, maybe it is a Coach Bud situation. So, see you later. Do you think Emmy Odoka is mad that he uh, took the Houston job instead of waiting out to coach uh, maybe the greatest player in in the league? I mean, if he thinks he could have got that job, then definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. not convinced okay. he could, could have got that job. Yeah, I think I think the reason he took the Houston job is because he could do it in obscurity for a while. Hmm. Bad sure. team. Well, you know, rebuilding his reputation. Gotcha. This is a, a Vogel spot, right? Frank Vogel? Come just mm-hmm. preach defense and be a player's coach? That's what he is. Just pump everybody up. These guys know how to play. They've already won a championship. Just uh, bring in a rah rah guy. Who could make adjustments defensively, which apparently Coach Bud is incapable of. That's my vote. All right, cool. I'll throw Nate Bjorkren's hat in the ring. (laughs) You think Mark Jackson will ever get another shot? I haven't heard his name, you know, like we used to. But yeah. I, I don't know. There's just so few of these jobs available that I, at this point, I mean, who's going to take a shot on them? You know, there's like a lot of really qualified people running around that, that are actively coaching or 
you know, we're coaching last year, and there's, you know, there's so many good, um, there's so many good assistant coaches around the league that that are ready for that shot. And I don't know. I feel like it's just hard to make that case for for Jackson now that he's just been away from, you know, actively coaching for for how many years has it been? Since uh, since Kurt took over, ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, nope. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, so 2011 he was uh, uh no, so he he went he came on to the the uh, Warriors and left after that. That is how time works. Yeah, I was I was, I was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <'cause> I was <laughs> uh it was 2014. So it's not been 10 years just yet, but Oh, you're getting there. All right. Well, that I think covers the the East and the the, the coaching shakeup that we've seen. Uh, heading over to the West, Denver Phoenix right now as are, are playing as we speak. Um, the series is two one in favor of Denver. Jason, I uh, I didn't think you know I don't think Phoenix is uh, is is got the uh, the stuff just yet to to take on the juggernaut that is Denver. You know, what do you, have you thought about this uh, this matchup so far? Yeah, I mean that's certainly the way it seemed after uh, Denver sort of won comfortably in Game One and then uh, handled business in Game Two, and Chris Paul went down with an injury. But uh, Phoenix comes back and gets a victory in Game Three, and if they win tonight, they can you know even this thing up and and do some things. I mean, they definitely have the talent and. Uh, uh, ability to hang with this Denver squad. I mean, anytime you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on the floor, you can score with the best of them, right? And I mean, that's really the key in this series, I think, is just the ability to outscore one another. Despite that one, I think there was one game where it was kind of low scoring, but um, yeah, so if shots are going in, you know, they'll be good. I just ha- I just have a hard time believing that they're able to slow down Denver enough in four out of seven games. I just don't think it's possible. Jokic is too good. Well, the ma- the map is that uh, Durant and Booker score seventy five in wins, right? And in game three, they scored eighty six. You know, right. <laughs> like right. I mean. You know that's the the recipe for a win, and they both played almost the entire game. I are they capable of doing that four times to win a series? Maybe, but that is that's an awful lot to ask. Um, superstars, I, yeah, they are superstars. Heavy's, but man, heavy's the crown, man. For what it's worth, they're they're doing it again tonight. <laughs> like we're at the beginning of the fourth quarter now, or end of the third, and. Booker has 36 and Durant has 27. So, and nobody else has anything. Yeah. Phoenix failed to break 103 quarters. It's a slow night out there in the, yeah. in the desert. Uh, Harper, uh, do you do you feel like Phoenix is is a team that can, you know, get out of this and get to a, you know, a finals without Chris Paul? Well, uh, so, so Chris Paul's not the end of their problems. They also had to sit down Aiden in the waning minutes of their last win. Not what you were hoping for when 
you started this series, you would like to be able to get him some experience and have him do a reasonably good job on Jokic. So they're not looking as deep as they were. I, I mean, I didn't agree with Jason. Like, you, you just got a couple of the greatest scorers in the history of the game out there. They can light you up if they're hot. They know how to find their shots. There's really nobody... There's nobody on Denver's team that can consistently lock either of those guys down. No. So it's going to be a shootout. Should be a fun one the rest of the way. I hope Phoenix wins tonight just so it goes long. I'll keep watching this series. Yeah, no doubt, right? I like I like baskets. <laughs> I like basketball. I, I love beautiful uh, offensive basketball. And Jokic just throwing ridiculous no look passes. Yeah, dude, his guys, so, this game just gets better every year. It's crazy. What a I still think the Nuggets are gonna win the title this year, so I'm gonna stick on that. I think. Yeah, uh, they're still well positioned. Yeah, and speaking of well positioned. The Los Angeles Lakers have a two to one lead Whoa. over Whoa. the Golden State Warriors. Goodness, and you know Lakers are the uh, the low, see, lower seed here, and they come out and blast their way through. I guess you know they they sort of shock a little bit and win game one on the road, and. Golden State takes game two by you know blowout one twenty seven one hundred, and then game three at home, uh, LA uh, beats down even harder one twenty seven ninety seven. Warriors didn't score a hundred points. Mm. No, the Lakers are in the driver's seat right now. I mean it's it's not over. I'm not going to count. I mean I'm not going to count. Le- I'm not going to count LeBron out, and I'm also obviously. You know, I make whatever. There's, there's, there's. A, I don't always make the right decisions, um, and I've got a long, a long laundry list of those. The but counting out the the Warriors is not one of those. Um, Colson, are you are you bold enough to say it's over for for uh, Steph Curry and and Co? Oh no, not at all. I I I I am enthralled by this series. I think this is team throwing haymaker after haymaker. I I am. I think the, the st- I don't want to be ESPN here and talk about what the storylines mean if which team gets out of this series, but like I feel like all of that exists, you know. Like, what does Anthony Davis have to prove? You know, he's been so impactful in Game One and Three defensively, won those games essentially with his defense in the paint. You know, what does this mean for LeBron's legacy? What does this mean for? Steph's legacy. I think all of this is incredibly uh, exciting. I just love this series. Super in. Yeah, I like it too. It's it's shaping up to be a weird series. Like I don't know if all these games are going to be super competitive, but it's going to be a competitive series, right? It just right. Uh, it you know it's just been seesawing wildly from team to team here. So we'll see if uh, if things change tomorrow night. Yeah, I worry about the Warriors here. I don't know that they, as odd as this sentence is going to sound, I don't know that they have the firepower to outscore the Lakers. Okay, that's very weird for you to say. Yeah, like I just, I, I think that they need a, I mean, Clay Thompson or Andrew Wiggins needs to step up and be a secondary scorer. They have I mean, they won the championship. Tw- the 20 points a game, what else do you want from them? Uh, I mean, more. Yeah, like, Clay, Clay's got to be better. Yeah. Like, I, it, because I think that they'd get so little 
from the fringes, you know, like they're bent, they get nothing from their bench. Sure. So, um, the Lakers are doing such a good job defensively on Steph that he just needs somebody else to, to step up, to unlock a few things, right? Like last year, the Warriors won the title and Wiggins was the second best player. And he was an offensive guy that you had to worry about, right? Like you had to kind of scheme for him at some level. And he has been pretty much non-existent. I understand what you're saying, but like, I don't trust Anthony Davis to be able to do this for four games. And I trust Steph Curry and the infrastructure of the Warriors to figure this out. I guess I just do. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just more concerned about the inconsistency of of Davis and an old LeBron and a young supporting cast than I am about a you know a team of veterans. Like, yeah, they're not getting what they got last year from Wiggins and and Clay. I I agree with you. Um, but man, I I think this one's still a coin flip. Yeah, I just think they're gonna alternate I think games. For... <laughs> that may be true. So the thing I'm here. most excited about has been just a healthy Anthony Davis. You know, I feel like that's something that's been hard to come by, and he's so good when he's healthy. I mean, he's obviously well, he's still pretty good when he's not healthy, but um, he's more effective when he's uh, you know in beast mode. Yeah, I mean they they got to figure out a way to. Yeah, exactly. Like get him away from the basket and scheme something new that will unlock that Lakers defense. Because right now it's not not working too well for them. All right, so that's where the playoffs stand and and uh, where we stand on these so far. I think the the, the one series I'm most excited about is is that last one, you know, the the Lakers Golden State. So if that would go seven. Um, I guess we all did our predictions, but uh, do you, is there any other series that goes seven in this? I mean, they're all pretty competitive at this point. Yeah, I think I, that's the Sixers and the Celtics will go seven. Okay. That was yeah, that was the other one. That's and then Heat likely. just gonna mop up the Knicks and and Nuggets yeah. probably. I'd be surprised if they if they leave the door open. Okay. I mean, it, yeah, it all depends on what happens tonight. But. So imagine that New York right now is um, running in a race, uh, and their leg uh, breaks. Uh, okay, um, sure. Miami will do the humane thing and um, to put them down, put them out of their misery. Yeah. Don't make us be a Heat fans here. That's not what we're about <laughs> as a pod. They're not the good guys, Joey. No. Well, most of what I said was in- yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. You're right. They can both be bad guys. I think those are our two most hated guy, rivals. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if somehow the Bulls were involved in this series <laughs> and Detroit. <laughs> Jimmy Butler used to be a Bull, right? That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Gibbs was on the Bulls. You know. Oh. Mm. These guys. My Actually, he wasn't on guys. the Bulls. It's not quite right. He just screamed at the bulls. He just screamed at the bulls. Maybe, maybe he didn't like those guys, which is why he screamed. Maybe because he hated the bulls. Maybe he, he screamed secretly at them all a pacer. The time. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, all right, guys. Um, I'm feeling uh, that it's time for a stat of the week. Are there any uh, uh, any nay votes on that one? 
Sorry, that was another horse joke. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody got it till you called it out, but we appreciate it. I know. Yeah. Well, I learned. It's always good. You got to explain your own joke. It's always good. Hey, you know what, though? Uh, Whatever gets you there. Joey, stat of the week. So the I got two stats of the week. Uh, I found I, I ran across this article, and I guess it is sure it is about animals dying. Sure, but they're different animals this time. <laughs> and this was not planned. But um, and it's like animals that uh, you know you feel uh, less sympathy for. Generally, people do. Um, but there are uh, the seven gill sharks uh, or, or white sharks that are off the coast of South Africa, and the the I think it's called False Bay. It's the area um, where there was lots and lots of these sharks, and they said there's sometimes the divers would see seventy in a dive, and they have uh, a whole. Uh, audit, uh, like an industry around this, they've got the shark cages you can go down in, and uh, you know the, the sh- I think they feed the sharks right outside. And have you guys seen those? Um, mm-hmm. um, so there's a whole bunch of these sharks. Um, the, so the seven gill and great and great white sharks are the ones that are um, pretty popular. You know, uh, uh, it's a populous area for these. And um, now there's none in this area, and it's because uh, of two orcas, their brothers. They're believed to be brothers. Their name, uh, their names are Port and Starboard. And what they've been doing is they've got a uh, some hunting techniques that they uh, either learned or uh, are are teaching uh, their pods. Uh, but what they're doing is uh, killing these sharks. And uh, what they're doing is. Uh, once they kill these sharks, they basically uh, go right through their shoulder and go right to the liver and only eat the liver. Mm. And then they, le- they leave the rest of it. Because apparently the liver um, is a meal for like the whole day. And part of the, uh, the hypothesis of why they're doing this is the sharks are super tough. And so it's really, it's difficult meal. The rest of the meal is um, a diff- really hard on their teeth. And so... It seems like they can get, uh, um, you know, a relatively easy meal um, by um, by killing these sharks and basically punching a hole through the shoulder and goes directly to the liver and they leave everything else. And it, what's really interesting about this is that it seems like there's evidence of culture in the in the orca uh, uh, pods because it looks like they're they were teaching these other ones how to do it. And the behavior has spread, and uh, because of that, there are now none of these sharks in this area. They're all gone, and they've either fled or been killed. And um, I think there's not been many uh, species that have their, you know, the sort of uh, uh, bar for like just the definition of culture. There's not been many species that have exhibited this. Yeah, they had a breakthrough. Um, Yeah, and so it's got to figure it out. they got it figured out, and they have completely broken uh, the ecosystem. Now they're saying that uh, uh, some of the other species that the sharks would would uh, kill, like lion, uh, sea lions and things like that, are are uh, you know becoming more populous. 
Well, the orcas so, will eventually take care of that, too. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, once, once they've run out of sharks. <laughs> sure. So, were they previously, they just weren't, the orcas would not hunt sharks? Is that the idea? I think, I think they or did. they decided it, that they weren't going to waste their time eating the rest yeah, of the shark. it was too hard to eat them I think, or something. Well, I think, yeah, I think they were eating more of them before. Um, but it doesn't... Um, because I'm not sure. Meaning more of an individual shark, they would eat more of. Right. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. But I think it was more work to do that, and this seems like it's more um, effective. You know, more efficient. Go in, to do hit the liver, way. head on to the next shark. Yeah, like tomorrow, they don't even have to. I mean, or um, later in the afternoon, then, right? You can have like a, I mean, a breakfast, you, lunch, and dinner if you're just eating the liver. Well, I think I think if they get the the shark liver, they only, that's the only thing they need for the day. So, oh, okay, lots of protein in liver. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I was thinking it was a snack, so, but I mean, if it's you know. And so, the, so follow up question. So, is, so is the idea that then it's they are now killing more sharks because they're not eating. As I much think so, individual. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. As opposed Blown to like sharks. the carcass yeah. now is right emitting off some crazy chemical right. that the other sharks don't like, so they flee or something. Or maybe a yeah, combination th- of both. No, I think they're, yeah, just more of them are dying now. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's quite. It's an ocean out there, guys. You know? It is. It is apparently. I didn't read. I haven't. There was a linked article I did not get into, but apparently, orcas can take down a blue whale, which is seems insane to me. Yeah, super good. Like organized hunters, like the sharks that they're hunting yeah. are not not that much smaller than them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they can apparently very reliably whack them. <laughs> so uh, I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. Is my alcoholism saving me from being killed by an orca? <sighs> well, like they, actually, they, they uh, go after the liver and they're like, eh. No, no, I, I saw this question coming, and um, I think that's part of it. The other part is that they uh, are never in the same environment that you are. Mm, interesting theory, but but. If you uh, say say you put too many back at uh, SeaWorld and <laughs> you're showing off to your friends, sure. uh, you know, look how I can, you know, tap dance on the top of this. And uh, backflip into tank. this pool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think if it's going to, one of them is going to jump through a hoop and just go right for your liver. Probably. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, port, once they've got a little buzz stuff. going, they may, they may get a taste for it, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Port and Starboard is pretty cool uh, nicknames. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, there's interesting. They have like helicopter and drone footage of some of these hunts. Um, and the one thing uh, physically about them, the, one of the reasons that it's been so easy, or not so easy, but uh, easier to uh, identify them is they both have bent dorsal fins, which is not common. Um, so they look kind of. They look kind of different than the other ones. Wasn't that like, that like a free willy thing? Like, didn't the orcas at yeah. um, SeaWorld have bent dorsal fins? And it was like a, it was a byproduct of being in captivity or something? Yeah, they they said, based, I think captivity is one of the ways also uh, 
uh, sickness or a mm. couple other things could potentially blood be thirst. the cause of the blood, blood thirst, <laughs> liver thirst. So they're apparently they're apparently widening their palate. Did you see this? They're going after great whites too. Whoa. Yeah. But not for livers, As for you... hearts and testes. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. These guys. And and apparently whale tongues they like. Okay. Because These guys are amazing. Very specific. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, is this port and starboard inventing all this, or are we talking about all orcas in general? That's they're not sure about that, you know. That but what they seem, what scientists have seemed to, they seem to uh, agree that it seems to be that they're they are teaching the the you know the members of their uh, their pod oh, it's spreading how to do this. Okay. So it's spreading, nice. right? So um, a couple psychopaths yeah, it's, it's... got this all figured out. <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, cold, calculated, and listen, they will go after your liver. They will go after your hearts, your tongues, or your testes. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, look, this is a pod cult, and I think we know a lot about that from you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. You always say, testes, liver, heart. That's what you always say. <laughs> Before the show, I keep drilling that into, your, into all you guys. <laughs> Liver, Just living heart. that TLH life, you know? <laughs> All right. Enough uh, enough of the animals uh, getting blasted or eating uh, specific parts. Uh, I do want to talk about something a little, uh, a little closer to home. Um, I know... Um, I've been excited about this. I don't know how much you guys uh, follow this, Jason. We've texted a little bit about the uh, Indy Eleven, the the local soccer team here. Um, they just had their tenth anniversary. April it was like April twenty fifth was uh, their their tenth anniversary. So, uh, shout out to those guys. April twenty fifth, twenty thirteen. They uh, you know did their unveiling to the public. So they've been here uh, ten years. Played mostly at. Um, Carroll Stadium at, at IUPUI. I um, did a little bit at the um, uh, Lucas Oil, which is not a good venue for uh, a, a minor league soccer team. Um, it's just not. It's not fun to watch. Um, there's even when there was a lot of people there, it just didn't feel like there was anybody there. <laughs> so um, you don't really feel the uh, the energy in the room. Um, but they're building. They they've announced they're they're going to be building uh, their own stadium, and it's like a whole a whole ordeal. Um, it's going to be actually in that area of town, in the, the sort of southwest corner of downtown, next to Lucas Oil. Um, basically, sort of uh, next to Lucas Oil, and also next to uh, Victory Field. So they're all going to be sort of like very close to each other. Um, the the uh, the, the the renderings are, are beautiful. It's it's a nice uh, a, a nice big stadium, and uh, it's going to be right on the White River, and uh, because I think that that the uh, uh, owner of the team is uh, is a property developer, uh, they had bigger plans than just the stadium. Uh, there's going to be uh, retail. There's going to be condos. There's going to be apartments. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a music venue. There's gonna be a whole a whole big thing, and lots of uh, you know bars and restaurants and and all that sort of stuff. It's gonna be uh, down at that that corner. Um, 
I think it's like south and um, south of Victory Field. And yeah, and, south and or like Kentucky Avenue and South oh, Street. Oh, uh, Kentucky Avenue. Well, just don't a, go down there. You can. What's why? What, you have a problem with Kentucky Avenue? Yeah, it's industrial. It's just weird. There's nothing down there. Just well, go down there if you there, want. But so, there's nothing there. There will well, be. Apparently. There will be. So it's so going to be the, south of uh, Lucas Oil then. No, okay. the the right. the industrial area they bought it. Okay. So, so they're the Diamond Chain Company has been there for forever, yeah. and they bought that they bought that whole oh wow okay uh, facility. It's gonna be that's and gonna so be it's great. a big, it's gonna be a big old thing. And, Something and, uh, need to happen over there because, I mean, a business was there, so I mean, something was happening. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I wasn't. It was it wasn't no, like there was no reason for, for me to go down there, so it wasn't. Really it wasn't making Colson any money, so I couldn't this go hang out person. there and spend my money. So why did I want to be there? Uh, so Colson's very happy. I am. I'm super Diamond excited. Shout out is, is gone. So it's going to be a twenty thousand uh, seat multi-purpose stadium, and I think the well, the women, of course, the women's team is going to play there as well. Say six hundred apartments. 200,000 square feet of office space and uh, retail space and green space, parking garages, which Colson, I, I know you love parking garages. Big fan. So Should be cool. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, appreciate everyone hanging out with us. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure. And it's fun cruising through these uh, playoffs. It'd be, you know, of course, better if the Pacers were there. But uh, there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good basketball being played regardless, even without our team in there. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. Uh, sorry, our uh, share button doesn't work anymore, but uh, it's been t- the feature has uh, uh, been turned off by Twitter. The- <laughs> We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's also a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. An email, which cannot be turned off by uh, the same Yahoo's. Uh, shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. I guess I shouldn't have said Yahoo, but uh, it's not Yahoo. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com yeah. and the website slash store. So do we we all have to become Luddites and get back to email now at this point? Just to talk to each other? I don't think that makes you a Luddite. It's a super... It's just been around a while, but it's like no less advanced than social media. I use email all the time. What's that? It's way less advanced. I haven't... I, yeah, I haven't emailed oh. in like 20 years. I don't know what it is. Even. I don't think that how many, makes... How many coups have been started by email? Come on. Probably quite a few, I would imagine. Uh, okay, fine. And but you know, recently, just because they don't use recently. generative AI in their algorithm doesn't mean it's not working on your spam box. Plenty yeah, of AI true. at work. Uh, spam box. It's terrifying. Do you ever open that thing up? It's like, you want to go in there. It's, it's usually just you win the lottery all the time. That's all it is. Yeah. Oh. Lot of, there's so many princes in the world. It's really. <laughs> oh, I did yeah. have so much royalty. For the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby Sicklinard, 
Turn out the lights. The party's over. Yay. Why you gotta be like that? <laughs> Don't judge me, Joe. I'm not gonna stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <clears throat> Is that just a large bottle of vodka you're drinking, Joe? No, it's just it's just a It looks a, like a things. huge bottle of vodka. Fun fact, there are other clear liquids that are not vodka. <laughs> what? We should, yeah. We should talk about this off air. <laughs> I'm, I'm unaware of those. Many rums, <laughs> gins, and probably some other ones. Some tequilas, I think. Some schnapses. Mm. I forgot schnapps has existed the, as a category. What's the wait? What's the plural of schnapps? Schnapses is. Schnapses is. Schnapps eye. A murder of schnapps. Yeah, murder. <laughs> <laughs> a bachelorette party of schnapps. Yeah. <laughs> a regurgitation of schnapps. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, Jason, do you remember in uh, uh, my roommate Chris? We had that like upside. We had that shot maker thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had like it was like I don't know in Europe I you just like I think they normally just use it you push up on it and it just dispenses like a shot cups mm-hmm. worth of um I think that's how they pour the shots it's just like pre measure or whatever but yeah we we would put those directly into our throats but it was always <laughs> it was always just schnapps is the, you know which you know probably makes sense to to make sure you uh, puke of yeah. flavor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want that coming up unflavored, you know. Yeah, that'll be gross. Yeah, that would be gross. Ugh.